I don't to know, say because again, gonna, you don't control your own destiny. This is working. Forget that. Is it working if you beat SMU and you're not into? Would you at least say no. that it is working? Again, you you keep wanting to throw out the part about being in the AAC title game. Well, I, think you would be, I think that's a requirement, well, you would especially be if you're asking me for a right? contract extension. Otherwise, I can't. You have two more years. Yeah, I don't know. You got gonna, more to prove. Yeah. Because we said coming into this year, they didn't need to be fourth. They needed to be second. Yes. Ahead of SMU and UTSA. Agreed. But they still could be if they're nine and two, right? I mean, they would only have one conference if loss. You're, if we're saying they're beating SMU and we've had some help because UTSA has lost, UTSA they're getting to a conference title game. Yes. Then I'm with you. If, if Th- then, what, what what can you do? You're kind of stuck, and maybe you do. You Wait, just man, wanna... You're not stuck. It's working, man. Oh, you still don't want to. You're not. You're not locking them in for five more years. But I mean, it's not like if if you go to the AAC championship game and you're nine and two, and you finish the year ten and two, right? Because you would, I assume you would, uh, you would be. What kind of contract Temple? extension you giving him? He's got I'm two... giving him ten years, one hundred seventy-five million dollars. That's what Memphis did with Josh Pastner, and it made a huge mistake by doing that. So of course you're not going to do that. No, you would just give him you know, extra, whatever Missouri you know... gave to Drinkwitz uh, here this yeah. past. What? There's a way to go about this and still protect yourself. But this is now. what I worry about, ain't. though, because people just have made up their minds. Like, if they're 10-2 and two okay. and they are in the AAC championship game, bro, that is what this Memphis football program can well, only you just changed it do. from 9-3 and three and out to 10-2 and two and in as you just changed everything about our goalposts right there. What if they're 10-2? Right and 10-2 ten ten and and two two is different than 9-3, and three and you're talking about you can't fire them on a 9-3. and three. What, You had us out of the AAC title game in 9-3. and three. What if they're 10-2 and two but don't make the uh, AAC championship game because the UTSA doesn't lose? Then what? They yeah, only no. have one conference loss. It's awful. That's it because you're in limbo. Yeah, you, you got to slide him and, over and, the. And Memphis you got to slide fans, him over the. And that's just not good enough for Memphis year, football fans. Man. We got to go hire a, new, a magic elixir that's going to make us eleven and one. That's what I'm saying. Like you do need some help. You do need some help, bro. From this other conference teams. is dog water. It is your investment because SMU's leaving, buddy. Your investment <laughs> in football is as good as anybody's in this conference. Agreed. So there ain't ever any excuse for Ryan Silverfield to say third and fourth is okay in this AAC. That's the bottom line. Your investment level's higher. You can't sell it's such a hard job here when you look around the rest of the AAC and everybody's got it rougher than you now. But what if they're especially once SMU leaves? You know what I'm saying? And tell me like two lanes all the way. This is going change when Fritz leaves. You're, you should be dominating this conference, and on a week-to-week basis, we should be in see improvement. Ryan was preaching finish all offseason, all preseason. Are they finishing? Not when you're up 31-10. Right. That's all I'm saying. If we were, again, if I don't have the big wins and there were opportunities there, Missouri and Tulane, then I need to see, to believe the week-to-week improvement. And you just said it's a house of horrors. You don't know what you're going to get from week to week. A you win. said that. A win. I don't know how it's going to look. A win against these scrubs? Is SMU a big win? It would be a big win this year. All they right. are rolling folks now. Yeah, they are. Yes, it would be a big win. And you need to win it at home, John. I, I, oh, I think it's a must win for Ryan Silverfield. Again, remember the home yes. record had been good, what, 19-4 and four before the Tulane loss for Ryan Silverfield? Yep. You need to get the SM, SMU one then. Yes. You know, that's that's important, again, to make people believe that you're the right guy for the job. Yes. Because – from from for for what I'm seeing, mm-hmm. and you could say I'm being unfair about this if you want. You shoot the arrows at me. I'll let the people decide. He has not done anything this year. Right, I agree with that. No, he has not done anything to convince other than people just that win, he is win the guy. These, game, these yes, kinds he's, of games, yes. he's taking care of the you know yes. the business that's in front of him. Right, but the, the ones he's favored in, he doesn't have that one where you're saying you need where, it. Where, Every, yes, what we, we say? Signature, to, catapult, to, yeah, right, right, take right. your. Well, you've been through it. I've been through it on yep. the, in these stories. One hundred percent. He needs that this year. No, we agree with that, and, I, and on, on that, and I think SMU is that. I, I think it still constitutes that opportunity. 
you don't win that one, yes, you're probably still going to be nine and three by default because of the of the. And that's when we can start to say is like, okay, yeah, you're stacking them up, but you don't beat anybody ever. You know that then we can sort of revisit that. You know, but they should be eight and two going into that game, and then we'll let it play out. What's weird about it is if he's lose, it's probably easier. It makes it a harder conversation. Yes. With the, it doesn't it until you get to SMU. Yep. And you win that one. Now UTSA, who you, we got our eye on here because we play SMU, right? You have to have SMU. your eye on. That's for so the UTSA has birth. North Texas next weekend. They have Rice. Rice, as we see, could do it. It's at home though. They have South Florida at home, and then they finish their season at Tulane. So you really have to have Tulane in that game. Um, to to and if and if Tulane takes care of business and you win every game on your schedule, you are in the AAC championship game because you would have, um, I, I believe you would have win the, over SMU. Right, you would have the win over SMU, right. and UTSA has not played SMU. That's what we discussed last week. That's your advantage. You. That's your advantage. They've only played. They will have only played Tulane, and they'd be zero and one, and you'd be one and one. Mm-hmm. So your record would be better. And SMU, same thing. I don't think SMU plays Tulane. Uh, so they would only have the game against you, and they'd be 0-1. So you'd have UTSA 0-1 against those three. You would have U- um, UTSA 0-1 against those three. You would be 1-1 because you're playing SMU. So, I mean, again, we talk about the breaks, right? We talk about the, the quirks here of the schedule and things like that. You have to capitalize. That is absolutely that is absolutely right. So, it's a close call, but It will be. Should be a fun race. Should be. I'll see you out there this weekend uh, at the. <laughs> okay. Should be a good yeah. one. All right. We'll come back with the rundown. Got some news on the in season tournaments in the NBA. Uh, so we'll get to that. Grizzlies adding a big man. Lots more to come. Stick around. Jason and John, ID Turner Fam, ESPN. I'm Michael Jenkins helping you beat the books with BetQL. Oklahoma City has hosted Detroit as two of the youngest teams in the NBA square off. Rookie Chet Holmgren of the Thunder missed all of last season with an injury, but set a team rookie record with seven blocks earlier this season. The Pistons have surprised thus far, going 3-0 against the spread. Despite that strong start, the BetQL model is on the home team in this one. Their five-star play of the day is the Thunder minus the points over the Pistons. Bet smarter and beat the books with BetQL and download the betting app today. Wizards back up AC. Smart from the top. Working at Tyus Jones. Kicks left wing Zaire Williams. Open look at a three. No good. Conchar fighting for the rebound. Can't get it. Kuzma saves it right to Conchar. Tillman to Smart. Smart a straightaway three. Bring it up. Put three on the board. He rattled it home. He looked behind him to see where Gafford was and Smart buries the triple. Smart in the ball game now with seven. He's got the last five for the Grizz. Now, back to the Jason and John Show, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on Memphis's Sports Station, 92.9 FM ESPN. Time to do the rundown, Lego. It's the rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. I don't know how you did it, Brad, but you found a highlight uh, from that Wizards game on uh, on Saturday. Grizz 0-3 hosting the Dallas Mavericks. This is the Grizzlies' worst start 
I believe, since uh, 03, 04. Uh, was that their first year in Memphis or second year? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It's been that long. It's been that long since the Grizzlies started 0-3, and they are uh, favorites to start the season 0-4 tonight against the Dallas Mavericks, two-and-a-half-point underdogs at home uh, against Luka and those guys. Um, man, it is uh, it has been a tough road to hoe for these Grizz. Um, not only are you missing John Morant, you're missing – for the last couple of games, Luke Kennard, who is, you know, theoretically one of your better shooters. You're missing Santi Aldama, who, you know, we're both pretty high on in terms of taking a step this season based on what we saw in the World Cup. And, Need him. You know, especially with Brandon Clark out, Steven Adams. Um, this is a Grizz team that's just, I mean, they're decimated. You know, they are just absolutely decimated uh, with injury. And, you know, Jaws obviously serving his 25-game suspension. 22 left. My God, man. We are counting down like Christmas, bro. The number advent, four. The been, advent calendar here. Been trying to count down to number six just to try to get a, another body up in here because yep. you really need it. You can't even have another body until uh, the sixth game. Yep. So, um, yeah, I just uh, I wish I felt better. I wish I felt better about tonight. I wish I felt better about the 25 games. I just I, I'm at the Ooh. point now where I don't really even, I don't know what team John ja Morant is going to be returning to. You know, that's the part that scares me. Who do you feel better about, Tigers football or Grizzlies? Uh, you mean like for this year or like you mean fundamentally? I just mean right now today. Oh, uh, Memphis football. Cap. No, bro. They're t- you know Jaws coming back. Yeah, but it's you not, don't think this team's time. all of a sudden though. Out of the playoffs or something because it's this bad. You think there's I mean, still I enough think the loss of Stephen Adams. I think the suspension of Ja. I think the uh, fact that you know you have other injuries on your uh, that you're dealing with now, and I don't necessarily trust that. Like that's all you know. what I'm saying above board. I don't you know. No, I mean I think that's I a. I can't. I can't. I can't fight you there. Who knows a, what's going on with Santi? Yeah, like it's a real concern, bro. Listen, this. Franchise's injury is now. I mean, the Grizz can make some moves. I mean, they they could. Of course, they there's, could do there's, there's more you can do there. But man, there's so there's much more belief there. There's the, the young players, bro. I mean, who? Ugh, gross, dude. Gross. Uh, so that's the thing. It's like you know they don't have their best offensive player. Um, they don't have their best center. They're missing a bunch of other pieces. Uh, there's not a lot to like about them right now. You I mean, like the addition of Bismack Biombo. He's fine, whatever. You know, he's not going to change anything. He's fine. I guess he's, you know. Give you a defensive, just some sort of defensive presence when yeah. Jaron's off the floor. Because but that's right not now really their issue. I mean, they're, they can't stop any. What do you? They can't stop anything. Can't score anything. Right. I mean, they have multiple issues. Well, I it's, guess it's both ends. So yeah. You, so the, at least the one thing that you can hold on, you know, try to grab onto every night, your defensive effort gets a little bit better when when Jaron's off the floor. Yeah. I mean, because right now it's. Yeah, I mean it's it's water that you're running through without him out there. Yeah, but somebody's got to opposing fix the scoring, offense. You know, um, and so until that happens, you know, I mean, look, it's it's a it's a professional basketball game. It's a, it's a home game. You win a lot at home, um, and you were competitive with the Nuggets. The the Nuggets are a lot better than the Mavs. I I just I wouldn't bet it. I wouldn't bet it. So that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at on the Grizz. It's going to be a rough 25 games. Uh, maybe rougher than we thought. Next door. Next story. Um, we've discussed Tigers basketball um, that, you know, there's how much can you draw out of a 106-49 win over Lane on Sunday. Um, we did that in the open. What we had not discussed, though, about 
um, the Tigers sort of going forward now uh, as they get for their second get set for their second exhibition against Lamont before this thing gets kicked off um, in real time again is when we think we might have some closure on the DeAndre Williams front. Now, it doesn't sound like Penny Hardaway thinks this is – he thinks it could continue into the season hadn't put any sort of cap on it. Yeah. You know, that, I guess ideally you would have liked to have had some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of clarity on this by the time you open up the regular season. Um, I guess my question is, is there any way now that the NCAA drags this out into the middle portion of your conference, of your non-conference schedule, or or later mid-season, anything like. Don't shouldn't we expect with the NCAA knowing that you've got a season to go on to, to have some sort of clarity on this within the next few days and possibly before you get into the meat of your conference schedule? Yeah, I think yes, it would be the short answer there. Um, I mean. The reality is, is that what what what's today, the thirtieth. Mm-hmm. I mean, any day, as far as I'm concerned, um, officially. You know what I'm saying? So I bring this up because again, the the tone changes so much on the on, on this season. If you're adding DeAndre Williams to the mix, there's no question about it. In terms of what you know, we're, we're sitting here saying, well, you can't draw too much from a from a, a victory over Lane, and that's the facts. But the facts are that if if there is still a real possibility that this team is going to add DeAndre Williams, all of a sudden, ladies and gentlemen, you're you know, you are in the mix. I think as you know, one of the top ten, top eleven teams in terms of national championship hopes, and and I, I think the books have suggested that. You know, from you know what we've seen, everything else, the the analytics have suggested that. And so, listen, I, I don't think you can talk about this enough until it's done, until it's done. And if that, you know, hopefully for Memphis, this is going to happen quickly because you need him. You need, you know, we've been trying to talk about figuring it out on the fly against this non-conference schedule that Penny basically says this is the season. Yep. You need an answer on this pretty quickly. You'd, you'd certainly, you'd like to have one. And and why would the, uh, you know, just the idea that the NCAA would drag this out any further. I, I, I thought that there was a limited amount in terms of you've done the two appeals or whatever else that you had a certain amount of days on this. Again, was hoping for closure, but I don't think this story can be talked enough about until it's done. Because again, what DeAndre Williams would add to what you saw out there on Sunday? Oh, oh, by the way, Javon Quinley didn't play. You know, there, there's a different feeling and a different. There's a completely different energy around this season uh, if he is there, and it uh, it feels like you know everybody's. There's a different level of optimism about it. Yeah, no, I I think if you know again credibly if uh, if DeAndre Williams is eligible for this team. Uh, you're, you're top ten to me. You you know, I mean, I you're you're at worst to me co favorites with FAU in the uh, although they're getting beat up in these scrimmages now. Elijah Martin's not playing, but they lost to UCF uh, in their most recent scrimmage. So, yeah, I mean, I think if you add DeAndre Williams to this equation, which you know again seems, uh, you know, I I would say uh, uh, questionable. Maybe with a lean toward P, probable. I'll take that because everybody says it felt like it was dead two weeks ago. Felt like it was dead uh, beginning of last week. There's no probable tag in the NFL though anymore. It's just questionable. Man, depending gets this man eligible, savvy. Don Jackson, give him a raise, um, and then you're gonna have to bump someone down, whether it's a David Jones or Jaquan Walton, uh, because obviously DeAndre Williams go right in the starting lineup out right next to Jordan Brown, and it's a good problem to have to figure out. But but one of these guys that started on Sunday. 
would obviously have to go to the bench. You've got you've got you got six starters right there. Who do you think is? Who do you so think? It, my, those are my two candidates. Right. What the, the the issue is? Jones has been so good at everything. Yeah, he, I don't. He let him in everything not, yeah, on it's Sunday. Not him. It's not him. It's so so I mean, Walton. it's it's Walton. My guess is the guy that would be become your you know your sixth man. You'd sell him on you know being sixth man of the year. Yeah, yeah. So what is you know what I'm saying what is the uh... and then everything changes, guys. I mean, it really does. I think so because even part your pecking order starts. It, it's figured out. The moment you step on the floor, it's huge. You're throwing the ball to DeAndre Williams. It's huge. Now, how much of an issue is it that he hasn't been there all preseason and the the preseason practice and elected probably smartly not to join him? He'll be all right. because if I don't, he'll be all right. He's he's been there. He's a vet. Like I'm cool with that. Like I'll live. I think the team will be fine. They need the continuity. That's what they're missing. You know. Um, yeah. There's a guy at the top of the picking order right there. Yeah, and a guy top. that's you know. That's that's cool to you know sacrifice defer you know just wants to win just wants to win a title just wants to do all those things so I I think DeAndre Williams is is um, he unlocks uh, everything uh, I don't think everything is possible for this Memphis team today I just don't I, I mean I think there is a chance they could go to a Sweet Sixteen like if you get DeAndre Williams everything becomes possible. And, yeah, I just want to get that on the record. Yeah, that's and and, and so I think uh, I don't. There, you'll be the most experienced team in college basketball. I think you had him. Yeah, there's I no mean, question. I mean, to what you've got, and you've added shooting, and you've added size. I mean, you have all of the the ingredient. Yeah, you, you got another point guard again. The 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 questions are only going to be about off the court stuff, about getting everybody to sort of be, uh, you know, in on one accord. Um, and and you know get along. That's that, your questions will not be basketball related, and that's a that's a place you always want to be. Prediction as well. Penny's touched on it too. This team's going to be much better defensively than the last two have been. Remember, he was number one a few mm-hmm. years back. Dropped into the thirties the last couple of years. He's got more pieces this yeah. year to get back to sort of that. The offense got better too, though. In fairness, like it was like one of those things where oh, offense improved. Yeah, the, the but, defense but, suffered, but the offense did get better. He didn't have the. You know, length bodies, those kind of things. Running that de- that that defense, he's wanted to the last couple of years. They, they got more action now. I mean, guys like Jordan, all those guys active, they can help you. I thought it was going to take a little bit of a step back when, you know, you move on from Tiafale, but I forgot about um, him. They're gonna they're they're gonna I think take a big step up. I believe Penny on this one about taking a big step up defensively, especially just having a rim protector that you didn't have in there yep. when FAU's going in for the final shot. You know, unfortunately, it's Channel Lawson that's having to rotate over and try to block the shot. You know, yep. Jordan Brown's a, a real true rim protector. Yeah, you add DeAndre, that you got a you got a pretty formidable front line all of a sudden with Malco and Jordan behind those guys. Woo, we. Yeah. It, Again, the whole tone of the change, the, the whole uh, tone of the season changes. The whole expectation feeling changes. Just from a uh, get DeAndre Williams. Just from a uh, a national standpoint, um, Arkansas played. I, I think it was it was. Over the weekend, they played Purdue uh, and got the win, eighty-one seventy-seven. Trayvon Brazil is back, mm-hmm. and I I think Arkansas uh, is going to win the SEC. So they're going to be a problem. You beat Michigan that that yes. second game, and Bahamas yes. is going to be a problem. I remember watching Arkansas last year at the beginning of the season before Brazil tore his ACL, mm-hmm. and thinking, "Damn, this team is actually really good." They were young. Um, but they were really talented, and then of course you lose, uh, you lose uh, a lottery pick potentially in Trayvon Brazil. It's going to hurt, and it did. Uh, he was four of seven 
uh, 15 points, five of five from the free throw line. And I and once again, it's like, you know, Purdue, we do this thing every year with them, you know, like they're going to be in the top five and they're going to, it's like, dude, why do I, why should I expect that anything's going to be different with them? You know, I mean, I know it's but just what's a crazy scrimmage, is you but can't, you can't move on from them. Yeah. I mean, they're, you, you, know, you I mean, right? You can't win you, games. You will never, but, he wins too many games, uh, too high seed in the tournament every year. Yeah. To 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 think that you're moving on from Matt Painter, that you don't like that. You're just. It, it seems like they're willing to put up with the letdowns. Um, because, because again, what are you going to do? You're going you're going to fire a guy that you know every year is going to you know in position to get a one seed. Yeah. Hard to do. That that's a tough spot they're in. Yeah. Arkansas obviously uh, also added Tremont Mark. There uh, from Houston and uh, Chandler Lawson. So uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm really, I really do believe Arkansas has a chance to. I'm not sold on Kentucky. You know, Tennessee. I know they beat Michigan State yesterday in yeah. that scrimmage, which is very impressive, impressive. But I still like worry about them. You know, when you start getting the January and February. You know, uh, they could. I mean, Tennessee's probably the favorite. Kentucky, no. A uh, and M, not really there with them. Um, maybe they'll, you know, be a lot better from a year ago, but I do think Arkansas, like on your on your friends at Fanduel, I think Arkansas was like plus nine fifty to win the SEC. Like I think that's incredible value. I don't know if it's that. I doubt it's that now that they won this scrimmage, but um, you know that that value was out there as of a week ago, and I think it's a it's a good one. It's a good it's a good bet to to sweat for the year. Um, this gonna be a good shooting team. Uh, Not to, don't base anything on what you saw yesterday, but I mean, you have. Do they uh, have enough shooters? Yeah, I mean, remember I, how we said shooting last year, and it, you know, right? Because Kendrick I, Davis would have so many guys wide open, and it was. I mean, there were there were times last year they're breaking everything. It'll be better, right? I don't I know. How, so. I don't know if it'll be good. I mean, it'll be better because these guys haven't shot great percentages, but right, Jones, Caleb, Walton. all Walton, all capable shooters. Everybody's saying that Penny had Ashton with Tyler Harrison. The best of the best. Yeah, I think it's. I don't uh, know if that. I don't know if Ashton's going to do that on a regular basis, but um, I guess you you have to group him in there with these other guys that didn't necessarily shoot great percentages at the previous schools, but have have had success from behind the line. Yeah, yeah. I. I uh, it sounds to me like you're saying solid, but nobody's thinking great. No, I don't think it'd be great, but it'll be better. Good enough. And exactly like Memphis football, dude. Good enough. No, not like Memphis football. Probably two different things here. Good enough for sure. In terms of the hope level. Next story. All right, Cooper Flag, number one player in 2020. Is it four? I think it's 2024. Has committed. Hope you're sitting down for this one to the Blue uh, Duke Blue Devils. Uh, he chose them over UConn. There was never any stage in this recruitment that I believed it would be anybody other than Duke. Going back to you know the first time I heard about him. You know, uh, a, a big white kid from Maine. Yeah, he's going to Duke, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we, we get it. it's just the way that's going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I haven't seen him. You have seen him? Yes, DYBL, that fourth session I was here in Memphis. He's, it's, he's putting up triple doubles. They got like 11 blocks in them. Uh, so at first you're, you're like, well, he's doing this out of Maine. But once you're on the EYBL circuit and putting those, those kind of numbers, you know that it's real. And everybody to a man that's played against him. We had our man, you know, Norton Hurds talked about him. You know, haven't been on that circuit, seen him. Uh, he is an absolute beast. Some some folks think, uh, you know, 
and and he was again. I'm going to say this name. You're saying is that it? Keith Van Horn, just in terms of the size and can do everything, can put the ball on the floor. You remember Keith Van Horn? Mm-hmm. Guy could do a little bit of everything. Now, if you look at the NBA career, guy was a great pro, but he wasn't a game changer. And and Flags putting up like game changing numbers, but just in terms of what he does, there's some there's some Keith Van Horn there. Now Keith Van Horn didn't go to a hole like this kid, right? You know, this kid will dunk on you. Yes, he will. He is fearless and everything else. He's He's a game changer. There's no question about it. He, Duke's getting a hell of a player there. Reclassed, remember. He yes, was in he 25 did. and reclassed up, so he's young. Yeah, so. Uh, unless unless he re, unless earlier in life he, you know, some of those, they go they right. go, for, they go back, forward, back. and Anyway, he's going forward, back, forward. Yeah, I th- a, I'm pretty sure he's reclassed just the one time from 25 to 24. Yeah, so to your point, he, uh, and I believe he's, he's a teammate with, um, with uh, Curtis Gibbons there at Montvert. So he's going to play alongside him. Uh, But 26.8 points, 12.4 rebounds, 5.2 blocks, 37.4% from three-point range. Um, Now, I mean, that's – it's hard to do better. I want to tell you, like a quadruple double here in Memphis. It was something crazy that it's all, you know, drooling. But I think people knew the whole time where he was headed. One NBA scout told ESPN this summer, flag is just different. He has the mental makeup. He's consistent with his mindset, motor, and production. If he doesn't develop an ounce of his offensive package from this day forward, he's still potentially in the running for a defensive player of the year at the NBA level. Just the progressions that he's shown with live ball playmaking, shot creating off the bounce, instinctive reads, and plays on both ends, and how he carries himself, he has a chance to be a transformational basketball player in the sport as a whole. Uh, John Shire landed the number one and number two classes in his first two cycles since he has – Taking over for Coach K. So uh, let me ask you this. Duke possibly going to get back to being hated because they're just getting all the players? Maybe or? so. I, didn't, I think you uh, – if I'm if I'm a Dukey, I'm feeling pretty good about where Shire's got the thing headed. I was concerned, right, how much right. this is going to be just Coach K still pulling the strings. 100%. You know, how much is he going to be – all he's been is pure business. And you're keeping that, that – you know, you're showing that you're willing to play the game, go get the big dogs. I mean, that's what – that's what Duke fans want at this point. So I'm I'm impressed by what I've seen so far from Shire. It was 27, they had five games in Memphis for flag, 27.3 points per game, 15 rebounds, 8.5 assists per game, 5.8 blocks. He had one game of 27 points, 16 rebounds, 11 assists, four blocks. Had Kendrick Perkins tweeting about him. This that's, was when he was here this summer. That's special. That's EYBL best circuit on the in the business. That's special, dude. Yeah, I mean he's again them ain't you know. But but physically, there's a lot of you know. I, he's I, not win by. I'm trying to think of the last six, white guy like him. And again, when he's, it's a Van Horn. Right. But Van Horn's probably about six ten. Yeah. But I mean, do you, maybe I mean, a little taller. I mean, do you think six nine, six ten? Do you I, think kids just grow up wanting to be uh, Keith Van Horn? I mean, not. Nah, and I keep bringing. I know. Again, y'all. There's so few of you guys. Absolutely. So it's agree. hard. It's hard he's to find. Six ten. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought this. So he's a little taller than Cooper Flag. Yeah. But he's like a, uh, you know, I mean, Chandler Parsons was had a bag, oh bro. Oh my God, he ain't Chandler Parsons ain't taking it to the hole and dunking on you. Wait, was he doing that? He was doing that on the fast break before yeah, the injuries. Yeah, before, yeah, yeah. but he wasn't dunking on folks. Well, that's who. That, that's who. The Grizzlies this dude like jumps out of the gym. That's who I thought the Grizzlies were getting, bro. I I thought the Grizzlies were getting that kind of dude because I I loved Chandler Parsons when he was healthy. I didn't like the non-healthy version. He was he stunk. He was boo boo. Uh, but yeah, I mean. You know, I'm thinking like a, uh, you know, like a George Mike Hand, you know what I'm saying? Like, no. Uh, 
cross between George Mikan, Kevin McHale, Jay Will, Mike Miller type, you know. You have to combine a few. He's better than Matthew Hurt. Probably ten times better. Dude, he's so still, that's what they were. This is what they were hoping Matthew, Matthew Hurt was. For the, does he used to play for the uh, Hustle? I, he, I want to tell you he's in the G League still. I don't know if it's uh, with our organization. He was this preseason. He was with us. No, no, this uh, summer league. He was with us. I know that. I, yeah, I wonder yeah. has he moved. Was on? one of the guys wearing the Jaws? I think. Uh, he still. He last played for the Memphis Hustle. So I don't yeah. know if he's still with them. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's he, this guy is built different. There's no doubt, uh, and so he's going to Duke. Uh, Memphis, unfortunately, not able to uh, to get that one done. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But Duke uh, gets the number one player in the class of 2024. Next story. Tough blow for the Vikings. You get the win over Green Bay, uh, division rival, but you lose Kirk Cousins to what everybody's predicting is going to be a season-ending Achilles tear uh, they are bracing for the confirmation of that news. It may have come across here uh, in the last uh, few minutes or hours, but that is what's expected. And again, Kirk Cousins, um, he had been phenomenal for the most part this season. Was second in the league uh, in passing yards, and if you you know a locker room that should have been uh, pretty you know joyous at this point, they're four and four. They had started the year zero and three, so you're talking about you know four and four and one since right. that awful start. Locker room that should be up and them talking about playoffs and back in the season was just really questioning, man, what do we do now really after that game when Kirk Cousins goes uh, down in that one? And i tell you what, like we've, we've gotten our jokes off about Kirk Cousins uh, in previous seasons, but I don't know whether it was the quarterback documentary John watched or just the karma coming back. Remember COVID, we were getting off our jokes then too. Wasn't he walking around in a bubble? Yeah. Um, but Kirk Cousins this year had proven uh, he was a top-10 quarterback no matter where you had him sort of coming into the season with the production. Remember, he was winning games here, too, without Justin Jefferson, his number one. Last week he did it with uh, with a rookie, with Jordan Addison, uh, who comes in and gets the win. And so I feel awful for him, to, to be real honest with you, uh, because the Vikings, again, back in the race in the NFC, and maybe, depending upon what happens with Detroit, maybe back in the race for the yeah. division, but certainly for a wild card spot. And so it's a tough blow uh, for Kirk. We were talking about, at one point, when the Vikings were 0-3, we were saying they should trade Kirk Cousins or, or, or somebody should go get Kirk Cousins. Right. Uh, but that he had authored a pretty incredible turnaround that now certainly won't continue uh, with him at the helm. Uh, tough blow for the Vikings. It is. And, uh, you know, people are saying that the Vikings should trade for uh, uh, Tannehill. Trade deadlines this week. Tannehill, no. 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 Do you see what Levis did this weekend? Like Tannehill, what, Levis threw more touchdowns than Tannehill's throwing That's what I'm season, saying. The, the Titans probably should be ready to move on from Tannehill, right? Yeah. I guess the Vikings don't have much choice. Well, they're, I mean, what, like their backup quarterback is Jaron Hall, bro. It's like he was a mm-hmm. rookie at a BYU. Like, you, I mean, to your point, like you've now won, you know, what is it? How many? Four and one now yeah. after an zero and three start. Yeah, you, you. I mean, so you are, and then you. I mean, you have some very winnable games left on your schedule, dude. You. Well, have, at some point, Jefferson gets back, right? Maybe. I mean, well, it depends on the the quarterback situation, right? I guess they'll probably play that by ear. But like, you've got the Falcons at, on the road this week. You've got the Saints, the Broncos, the Bears, the Raiders. You know, I mean, the Packers again. You know, so it's like, dude. I, I mean, I can I could see you know five, six, seven, eight you know, potentially nine to ten wins for this team if you address quarterback. 
um, which is crazy to think about, but it's possible. Well, the reason they don't have a backup is because Kirk, Kirk Cousins doesn't miss time. Ever. Uh, since 2018, only missed two games for the Vikings over that span. One in 2019 when the Vikings were resting their starters, and the other one in 21 because of the positive COVID test. His 88 starts with the Vikings tied for the most in the NFL over that period. No missed time. I mean, so that that's why they lock They don't know what you, know, you just you pencil them in every week. And so they that they they've got all kinds of questions in terms of what to do. Maybe you're right. I mean, because they can't they, run the ball. Bro. The Titans they, have moved on from Tannehill. They had Malik and Levis out there, and, and Levis looked great. I mean, not not was, that Tannehill has looked good at all, right? But at least you know he's capable. Yes, he's a veteran. Yeah, like he's not. I don't think he's like a huge downgrade from Tannehill. I think it's similar, you know, enough. So, I mean, again, I why not be aggressive if you're the Vikings here? I mean, you're 500 in a bad division. You know, go do something. Don't be. Don't give it to a rookie quarterback, man. He ain't gonna drive that thing anywhere. Mm-hmm. He stinks. And you don't have a running game to lean on. It'd be one thing if you had, like, Adrian Peterson in his heyday. You know, you got Alexander Madison out there and Cam Akers, and they're averaging, like, two yards a carry. You know? So you got you to gotta give yourself a chance to succeed. Cousins going to be 36 next August, so coming off an Achilles. Whew. That's a tough one, dude. That's a – it's you know, I'm sure he'll Getting rehab it harder to, than anybody, but – To the level he was at this year, going to be hard to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hate to see that, especially as they're as they're playing uh, really well tonight on uh, Monday Night Football. We've got Lions and Vic- uh, Raiders, excuse me, Lions and Raiders, uh, and that number coming in a little bit got all the way out to eight and a half. Now at seven, what do you make of that? I'm not sure what to make of that. I do know this is a. I like the Lions to cover. Easy bounce back game. After being embarrassed by the Ravens last week. Well, yeah, it's like it's just when you are laying these type of numbers, right? Mm-hmm. It's just you are so susceptible to the bull crap. I point you to the direction of Ravens Cardinals yesterday. What bull crap was that? The number was depending on when you got it, eight or nine and a half. Baltimore, the Ravens were up thirty-one to sixteen with two minutes left in the game. Mm. They oh, no. allow a Cardinals touchdown with a minute or so left in the game to make it 31 to 21. 31 to 21. It was 31 15, uh, and it was 31 21. They go for two. They do not get it. So you're covering, and no matter what number, eight and a half, nine and a half, doesn't matter. Arizona gets the onside kick. Yeah. They kick the field goal with 45 seconds left. Baltimore gets the onside kick the next time. Final score, 31-24. Sick. You don't mess with it. Jeffrey Wright said he will be changed forever as someone who held a Baltimore minus nine-and-a-half ticket. He said his life was forever changed. I bet, because it's sickness. That's turn green kind of sick. Mm-hmm. By the way, the the, uh, the picks that uh, Adam gave out, I mean, we try. We all we can do is lead you guys to the water. We can't make you drink. Cowboys won by a million. Panthers won the game outright. Um, what more can you can you ask for on this show? And Cowboy, he also gave out Cowboys team total over 20 something. I told you Cowboys gonna roll that game. The one he was amazing on is Carolina. How we're giving you guys uh, how knowledge, bro. Yeah, and the Panthers, the Panthers uh, probably should have won by a lot more than just the one. I mean, they had a they had a uh, a, a drive inside the one yard line that uh, was stalled. 
they that they had that they went for it on fourth down and didn't get it. So they were they were in position to win that game quite a bit yesterday. Um and so it was a little it was a little more lopsided than maybe even the final score suggested. So uh anyway, uh there you go. It should be a uh a fun night of football tonight. All right, we'll come back. Got respect burgers at one o'clock. Jason Fitz at one twenty-five. Stick around. Jason to John. I turn to him. ESPN. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, this one's for you, new customers. You get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet. That's one hundred and fifty bucks. If your team wins, put it on Detroit tonight. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Then right now, the app's easy to use, fun to use, safe to use. And there's a wide range of betting options, pretty much the entire range, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more, uh, including the promotions. A lot of times you'll find a 92.9 FM ESPN uh, promotion in there, the pre-made SGPs, uh, real nice, especially for you newbies. So visit FanDuel.com slash Smith. kick off the NFL season, have a little fun, come on in. We're rolling by now. Uh, it's only on FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and of 92.9 FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem called Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Ah, this for me, dog. I'm just trying to stay alive and Welcome take care to the of my show. Welcome to the show. No Welcome to the show. Your home for 2011 hip hop hits right here on Jason and John. <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of uh, new things, the uh, in season tournament, which we know is coming for the uh, for the NBA, is going to be having a little new twist on the regular season. There's a uh, in season tournament they're doing, and uh, for each of the home teams that. You know, obviously, are participating in this, which is all of them. Um, they are going to have new courts, so in games that are essentially, you know, in season tournament seedings or whatever, you're going to play in a different court than your normal home court. And for the Grizzlies, it's like gray. It's a gray one, primarily solid color. Yeah. Instead of wood grain. Have you seen it? Uh, yeah, flashes of it. Disfamido. I'm a little concerned. You're concerned. Yeah, that's going to be jarring oh. when you don't see wood grain, when you don't see wood out there, when you see that, that, that it's, you know, that it's all, that it's too fancy. Mm-hmm. Did you remember this part of the in-season tournament? Uh, I, I, when I, we discussed, I you know. They just announced it, yeah. I, 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 I can't imagine that this detail hadn't been touched on at some point in the plan, the fact that you're going to have all these new courts. Anyway, it's new to us. I didn't, I had no idea. This thing, you're just trying to find out any way to dress dress up uh, something that very well may not have any interest. Well, you're going to miss the wood grain, bro, like Mike Jones? Yeah. Bofos, I'm tipping. Yeah. Wood grain, I'm gripping. Please stop. The um, <laughs> all-color court will look semi-pro-ish, John. That's what it will look like. And so... Again, I don't need a I don't need a full colored court to get me excited about this playing tournament. Well, you're not going to get excited about it anyway. Let's just see the result. There's nothing that could happen that would make you, you you're you're not in on it. You don't care about it. You said the Grizzlies is gray. Yeah, that's very exciting right. to you. Oh, incredible! I can't wait to see it. Again, it reeks of desperation to me. The well, NBA trying to dress this thing up or make it different. Just 
maybe maybe that's a sign that this was unnecessary. You know, again, that all the extra just sign. You're trying to dress it up, get people interested in this. This just to me shows you that it it reeks of desperation. Yeah, I think um, I think it's actually like a it's 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 good to differentiate. I think from just a regular game because you're trying to make this like. Feel yeah, but you could you could do that with a couple of uh, emblems on the floor, would that, like would like that they do, do with playoffs. You? Would that do it for you? Yeah, they would absolutely do it because that's all I need to see. I don't need to feel like this is big because again, that's still up for debate. They may be trying to make this uh, feel important, and I'm not buying it until I see the final product. It's kind of like it's kind of like with silver. You got to wait and see, baby. Yeah, I've uh, I've just I've sent your comments to Mark Tatum, who's the deputy commissioner of the NBA. Yeah, go ahead and dress it up and tell us how much you like it, man. Well, I'm sure we'll buy into that. Uh, you know, some people some people think it's genius marketing. What? Yeah, some people have said they think it's genius marketing by uh, the NBA to do that. I don't know if I'd say it's amazing, uh, but I do think it's you know an, an interesting concept if you're trying to like if you're trying to make this in season tournament because I think a lot of people are skeptical about it on the front end because, like, this isn't going to – nobody's going to care about this. Nobody's going to try to, you know, get excited for this. And this is at least like, okay, basically this is a true break in the schedule for this event. So, you know, I, I think it's, you know, pretty inoffensive for the most part. I mean, we'll see what it looks like in person. They usually don't look great, the color courts. You yeah. Know, I think about the Tigers one. That was gross, you know. So I think sometimes – Sometimes you try a little too hard. I don't know if I would. That's what that, that's the vibe I'm getting here. That they're trying yeah. too hard. Again, you can accomplish this with a couple of emblems on the floor on both sides, just like you do for the finals. You don't need to yeah. make it look semi-pro out there, or your what was your uh, your trampoline basketball junk. You know that's what I'm saying. Oh, uh, I don't. Well, I don't think you need ball. all slam ball. I don't think you need all that mess. You're dressing I mean, this thing of up, the, of all the trying to make it more important than what it is. Let, let, let us let, let us slam ball was not one of them. Let us. Let us watch and see if the players make this more important. Right. Make it for, for us. Do they care more? If they care more, we'll care more. It's not going to be a colored court that pulls you into this in-season tournament and convinces you, oh, this is fun. So I just I just feel like it's a little bit desperate. I'm, I'm, NBA is real smart on marketing. But, again, remember, this is an idea they're trying to force on you and they're just so so we how can we call it genius right when we don't even know if this is going to work yet so in terms of the idea and the concept itself so again it just feels like putting some lipstick on something trying to convince folks oh this looks good this is going to be important we'll let the basketball determine that the players yeah. themselves yeah we'll see I think that's the way to do it i mean i'm sure there are going to be a couple of them that look pretty good like this sun's purple one okay but if you're just telling me grizz is great and it's just kind of uh right then I, you know unnecessary yeah, but I'm sure there'll be a couple of co- a color combinations. So I don't just sound like a complete hater on the idea that we'll like. Looks like the Phoenix one's pretty cool. Well, I don't really understand the uh, the, what, the what's the ours. Gray. Why is it gray? Is yeah. it for the like the you know the 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 numbering when we go to the? I don't, yeah, that seems like a stretch. Gray is not our color. But blue right? wouldn't have looked good either, though. We know that. So maybe they they remember the Tiger Court. So I don't know. It's a good. It's a good. We'll see how it. Lo- I mean, I uh, you know the odds are pretty good that. Uh, it won't look great in person at all. I mean, who was that? Who was that? Is, is does that that's Atlanta Hawks, the blue one? I, I assume it says State Farm Arena. So <laughs> it, yeah, they got a blue one, but I mean that's more our color right there. That Something is, that, that you is would the run here color. for the Grizzlies. Yeah, and that, they're saying that's that's State Farm Arena for the Hawks. Yeah. So I, I, again, I don't know why we pulled off a blue if you know to go to gray if th- this one looks pretty decent and it's for the Hawks, which makes no sense. Yes, yeah, they got lift as we fly and State Farm. It's all it's blue. It's baby blue too. It's the Grizzlies color blue almost. Yeah. 
All so, right. so I don't, I don't get it. It's a bad idea, John. Uh, well, hey, listen, it's coming. Much about nothing. Like it or not, when is the first game? When is Fr- it? They start Friday. Oh, they already start this week. They start. They that starts Friday and runs through December 9th. The games will start. So you're gonna be seeing them color color courts all over the place. Wonder what the heck is going on. Mm-hmm. When did this become semi-pro? Slam ball. That's what it might as well be. Damn, slit. should they play the tournament on trampolines? I think they should have a man fight a bear out there just to get people excited about it. One on one. That's the only have way. Have a Russian fight a bear. You think that? Why it's got to be a Russian? Because they do bear fighting. They, uh, they, You're not going to. Any American did. They only. Uh, Russians fight bears for fun. The only way that you can get people to care about NBA regular season is to have a, a live bear fight a man. Yeah, did, didn't you see the movie of what, Semi-Pro with Jackie, uh, yeah. Jackie Moon? Yeah. He fought a bear to get the people excited. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. You want to yeah, get yeah. people excited about this insert, in-season tournament, have some animal and some human fighting. Excited. I've, that's what I'm saying. Do you see my point? Yeah, no, All I think the, it's actually a better the color, idea. The colored court is the exact same thing. It's like, silliness. Like Let the you, basketball determine whether or not we're yeah. going to like it. Like, you should have, you like. Put some emblems on this one. Just what, play in. You should have, like, the. Uh, oh, no, in season. You, what you could do is you could take the worst sort of shooting uh, NBA player, like, minimum 100 attempts, and then, like, uh, you should you should have them, like, try to escape from, like, an apex predator, you know, like a shark or a crocodile or a bear or something, you know. Yeah. That would be a. That would be a real great television event. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you survive, obviously you get to keep playing, mm-hmm. even though you're that bad. Would be much more interesting. Even though you're bad, you're did clearly you, a bad player. Did you see, uh, Dylan Brooks get cut up last night by Steph? I did not. Did he? Please, please watch the highlight and watch what Steph does after he chops up Dylan Brooks for dinner. Crossed him over like two, three times. Mm-hmm. Pump faked him, had him on the flyby. He got everything into, into one play, and then he turned around and did the scream. So it wasn't like he was going to let Dylan forget about it. It was a massacre. It was much like what it would look like when a bear fights a man. Oh, I see it now. He made Dylan look so old and silly. Again, he crosses him over twice, then gets him with the flyby on a pump fake. And turns around and does the scream. Poor Dylan. Now, he's paid. That bank account is his pride. But that man got embarrassed last night. Oh, no. It's awful. And people are writing. It's like it's gone viral, so it's, you can't run away from it. You better just embrace it. Remember that man talking about, I don't respect anybody until they get 40 on me. That's a, it's really been downhill defensively for him ever since. That's a tough matchup for Dylan Brooks. He needs, like, the big bodies that are. Not so uh, not so fast, you know, not so agile. And it looked too second team all NBA to me right there. No, he, he was – Steph cut him skates. up and he let him know about it. He if is y'all shooting 50% from three, though. I, mean, I saw he had a four of six game and like yeah. a 20-point loss. He was shooting well in the in the World Cup. He was, uh, you know, he was playing better y'all there. Y'all talking about his shooting. His defense done dropped off. Yeah. Uh, it feels like something's going to happen, right? I mean, so, something is bound to, uh, you know <laughs> – so defense, three pointer suffers. Three pointer gets better defense. I don't, I don't know. He's averaging fourteen a game. I know. Well, Steph's know? not getting respect very 